Welcome back to the Daily Devo here on the Waypoint Church Podcast. My name is Logan Miller, one of the worship leaders here, and I'm so thankful that you're tuning in today. As promised, we are continuing with Story Catechism. Uh, story is a really great resource that just tells the, the whole story of God, but it does it in a beautiful and compelling way. And so I think it could be a really incredible resource. Uh, as you find yourself at home in these days and leading families and leading conversation, I think uh, it can be a great tool. So I'm continuing with uh, the second entry, which is on Eden. And uh, here we go. This is a story. Curiosity lingers in the human soul as a remnant of a time past, a reminder of a time when everything was good. We get glimpses from time to time, feelings of deja vu set in. I know this feeling. I've experienced this before. These short-lived experiences quench our thirst and satisfy our souls for a fleeting blink of an eye. The pain of the human condition is pervasive and universal. Eventually, we awaken back to the monotony of longing. We always do. It wasn't always this way. In fact, it was never meant to be this way at all. In the beginning, there was nothing but emptiness and darkness, but the Creator God in His fullness was always there. In the nothingness, his presence hovered over the vast emptiness. The masterful artist had a stunning plan. Like a painter starting with a blank canvas, the creator God began to create. From his fullness, he created in the empty empty space. But instead of using paint and brushes, he spoke. God displayed his complete and total sovereign authority over everything by simply using his voice. Nothingness began to take shape. He spoke and everything changed. Light pierced the darkness and creation took on new life. The love story of Eden comes into being and God saw that it was good. The creation narrative in the Bible tells of a place called Eden, a story filled with wonder and awe, romance and splendor, exploration and discovery in every breath. With each new step, deep and profound meaning was topped with unadulterated bliss. There was pure freedom and wide-eyed wonder, a world filled with complete and total harmony. God and his creation were entwined as a symphony matched with resonance and consonance. All of creation was singing the same song in tune with the heart of its creator. Birds chirping, the babbling of lazy streams, the rustling of leaves, the new creation was singing. Everything was in its right and proper place. Everything was created perfectly to sustain life and the vibrant experiences of it. The Bible says, Eden was beautiful with a garden, and it was perfect. It says this in Genesis 2, And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. One river diverged into four separate rivers that fed the land and made it fertile and optimal for life. Eden was special. Eden was spectacular. But make no mistake, that which was special about Eden was God himself. His presence presided over Eden. Everything he created reflected who he was and what he was like. The Bible says that God walked in the garden in the cool of the day. He was there, his spirit everywhere, his fingerprints on everything. Eden was home because the creator, the father God, was there. Eden was home because God is home. Armed with fabricated fairy tales and computer-generated mythical worlds, most times it's difficult to imagine Eden being an actual place. And if it's difficult to imagine Eden as real, then it increasingly becomes more difficult to connect with a story like we have in the creation narrative. We don't live in Eden. We live in a world full of dissonance and discord, exploitation and agenda. Out of tune, the melody is out of whack, off pitch, our world sings the song of brokenness. 
we are constantly confronted with and presented as damaged goods. The pictures and images and imagery we get from Eden are difficult to relate to. We know nothing of the garden life here and now, yet Eden continues to whisper. Where is Eden now? If Eden has more to do with God than it does the garden life, perhaps when we wonder, where is Eden now? We are really asking, where is God in all of this? In all of the suffering and all of the pain and all of the questions and all of the confusion, God, have you forgotten about us? But Eden echoes. He is here. He is present. He is with us. There is more still. In Eden, we find the heart of God on full display. From his perfection and goodness, he designed all that is perfect and good. It's hard for us to understand the beauty of Eden because we've never experienced true Eden. But we can imagine the beauty when we recognize the things that we do not find in Eden, the very things that we spend most of our lives trying to escape. Grueling work, difficult relationships, failed parenting, strained friendships, even the shame of the lack of personal holiness. Life feels as if there's always a constant current of opposition flowing against us, doesn't it? Sin taints everything and makes all of life so much more difficult. It becomes hard to find joy at work. It, it's difficult to sustain oneness with our spouse. We constantly feel like we are looking failure in the eye. As parents, friends, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, husbands and wives, and disciples of Christ, failure seems to lurk around every corner. Not good enough follows closely behind. Eden reminds us that God's design is not congruent with common experience. God is good, and his plan of redemption is bringing us back to a place of his goodness. If we do not keep Eden in mind, we might think that this present struggle represents God more than the goodness of Eden would. If we don't keep Eden in mind, our hearts can become numb or bitter, and we stop looking to God for refuge and relief and stop hoping in God for rescue. We will find short-lived refuge in temporary things instead of an abiding home in God. Our invitation as parents is to help our children, to guide them to the heart of the Father and the great hope in His love. Our call is to journey with them, to show them so they can see and know God's heart for them. We are to pilgrimage in His goodness, set our feet in His perfection, and experience belonging. Eden is our first picture of the goodness of God. And it is that very goodness on which we need to learn to rely every day. There it is. That's the chapter on Eden from Story Catechism. And again, you can find that at storycatechism.com. And we'll be back tomorrow with a chapter on humanity. Hope you guys have an incredible rest of the day. And we'll see you then.